You are now listening to the Purpose Edits Podcast. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like sweets and successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game that's necessary and get through it. Welcome to the Perfect Settings Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. What up, homie? What up? How we doing today? Cool and big dog, what is going on? Oh, you know, the usual, man. It's a it's a Saturday morning. I've been up early, up early trying to figure this thing out. I, I had this, I had this itch to like get up and create content, right? You know, just I, I plan on recording some videos later today to put up on the YouTube channel. And a bunch of thoughts just hit you at once. I don't know if you ever been there where like you can't sleep. I'm in that web, man. I went to bed at three. Went to bed. Well, that's normal for you, though. You a yeah, night out. I've been trying to prioritize sleep here lately. Um, but, you know, like my cutoff here has been recently. I've been trying to get to bed by midnight. So if I get to bed by midnight, then I'm up by six for work. So you get at least six hours. Yep. I get six hours. I'm a superhero. Um, so, you know, I've, I've, twice this week, I was up till about two or three, you know. But it's yeah. not. Every now and then I have those up till 2 3 a.m in the morning but mm-hmm. that that midnight that's that's about my my measuring stick then my body start to crash a little bit yeah yeah same here same here hey today we got a we got a good show man we uh we got a guest on the show today that first off we appeared on his uh his show a little little while back so i want to bring him in because i already know that this is going to be a good conversation for our audience i want to introduce you to a young man who currently serves as staff sergeant in the United States Army, and we appreciate his service. He's been active duty for over 10 years. Now, the reason why he fits so well with us is he has a fervent love for public speaking and mentoring young adults. Um, he tries to help them understand their why and how to double down on what God called them to do. He is not shy about expressing his faith, and that's important. He's a husband. His wife would appreciate me giving that shout out. So ladies, he's off limits. His main mission is his main mission is to show you that you can still be yourself and have a relationship with God. And I want to point out, he is also a podcast host like us. His show started about the same time and is pretty dope. It is rising quickly on the charts, getting a lot of attention, a lot of views. So this is the host of the No Tech Talk podcast, Mr. Jay Coates. Jay, welcome yes, to the show, sir. Man. What's up, y'all? How's it going? <laughs> Good, man. How you holding Great up? Intro. I can't complain, man. I got my coffee, so that's half the battle, honestly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Once that coffee get in and get activated, yeah, get you get you started right. <laughs> we were just talking about uh, uh, getting sleep and how much sleep you get. What What about you? What's your routine? So, I mean. Actually, my work doesn't start. Like, my official work doesn't start. It's till like nine o'clock, and so, but that means we leave a little bit later. So I'm getting home by seven, eight o'clock every night, and um, I try to reclaim my time. So I'll stay up, like like Shane, probably about twelve, one o'clock a lot of nights. Uh, you know, hang out with my wife a little bit. She'll probably go to sleep early because she's in school and everything. But I, it just depends on the day. But I, I think about five or six. I think about five or six hours too. I, I was reading some studies on uh sleep and they said seven to eight is overrated they say y'all you need about a solid six you know yep. seven in the weekends and you good after that you just see milking it so <laughs> you know you know your body and what it takes and you good so some people i know do about four or five and that they're straight it's just it, yeah i was gonna say i've had times where like i've only gotten like four hours and then woke yeah. up the next morning as if i got eight yeah. yeah, and so what you do is you relax in throughout the day too, though. So you might even take like a ten minute power nap, or just relax, or whatever it takes to relax your brain. I'm just saying, like I don't know, you know, everybody got different schedules, but I mean, if you just have that, some people just have a natural energy that can just kind of go. Mm-hmm. That brain mm-hmm. pushes them forward, so it just depends, and that's, that's exactly probably what we're gonna be talking about, like people's passion, what you know, what pushes them past. Hey, I just probably just need five or six versus seven or eight, something like that. Yeah, I wish. 
I wish I could be more consistent, but when you got stuff rolling around in your head and you're trying to figure out what mm-hmm. to what to get off, do I do I wait? Do I take some notes right now, do it the next day, or do I yeah. just got to get up and get this off my chest right now? That like that's the hardest part for me. How many videos you plan on recording today? Uh, two minimum and a third, it, depending on if we we got some running around to do. If I can get back in time, because I'm thinking about editing and how long that's yeah. going to take me. That's how long, how long has that how long has that process been taking you? Um. <clears throat> Outside of my perfectionist tendencies that I'm trying to get over, yeah, <laughs> it take me probably per video. I say right now probably about anywhere from two to three hours uh, gotcha. because I'm looking for the right transition, intro, outro. Um, I'm I'm fortunate enough so far the videos that I've recorded of me I haven't had to cut and edit a whole lot. But my perfectionist side is I want a bumper on the front, a bumper on the back, and it mm-hmm. look smooth. It look you know, uh, professional. And, and that's my hardest part is designing that piece. I got some software that helped me, but yeah, that's probably about the time frame. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. So do this, Shane. Take us, take us down what blew your mind this week. Cool. So um, I've been reading uh, 10X by Grant Cardone, and it is blowing my mind in a lot of different ways. Um, so along with that, uh, this week I listened to... Uh, Master P's interview on The Breakfast Club. I don't know if it was a recent interview or if it was from months past. So um, just as a guess, what do you believe P's net worth is? As a guess, I know he owns a lot. People don't know about it. Um, I would say his net worth has got to be at minimum 100 mil. I say 150 mil. Okay, cool. Well, one of the things he talked about in the interview, he said... When in, in being an entrepreneur, and I'm paraphrasing, it's 90% product and 10% talent. Mm. Never thought of it that way. 90% product and 10% talent. So when I heard that, I was, he started breaking out with his, his oodles and noodles, his chips. He got sneakers. He got this. He got that in the third. Mm. So when I looked it up, he, his net worth is at 200000 which no excuse yeah two excuse me two hundred million sorry excuse me okay the net worth is at two hundred million which yeah. listening to him speak and and I sound like a complete jerk because my net worth is twenty two dollars but when I heard two hundred million I was like that seems very low to me comparative mm. to all the product that he that's liquid though right he's putting out I, I didn't I, I I didn't get into that I, I don't exa- I'm not exactly sure. I've, I've researched Jay-Z, and so he might essay with $200 million, but he'll have, like, you know, the $300 million assets. Like, they're tied up into something. We probably, they're tied up into something. Gotcha. Well, you know, yeah, Jay-Z, is his, his, he's over a billion. Oh, yeah, he a billion. Yeah, I'm talking Diddy, about earlier on, yeah. Yeah, Diddy's, like, at $800 million. But when I when I looked at it, and, and I said 200 just sounded low, I would take a tenth of that and be happy. Sure. Um, <laughs> it, it started making – it started to get me to think about um, just the different ways people get money. And with P, you nailed it. He has a lot of ownership. But if you look at the net worth of like um, Jay, you look at the net worth of like Diddy, they have a higher net worth, but a lot of their net worth comes through partnerships. Mm-hmm. And you remember last week, I told you that Jay-Z's net worth increased by like 40%. Mm-hmm. So it, it just kind of blew my mind that there's so many different ways and so many ways to skin the cat. And that we just have to tap into all of them. I think sometimes people just preach ownership, ownership, ownership. And like almost as if partnership is bad, you know, or you look at it from the perspective of like LeBron James is close to being a billionaire, but the least amount of his money comes from his actual job. And it's all yeah. sponsorships and, and, and this, that, like he got a $90 million contract out of high school from Nike. So, you know, find different ways to skin the cat and, and um, ownership is great. Ownership is necessary, but, it's also important to partner with people. Like, just look at us right here. I believe both of our podcasts are going to grow mm-hmm. just by the nature of the last two weeks. And that's because we decided to partner together and, and make it pop. 
Thanks. I mean, already just from, I was talking with Jay immediately after the show, and we was like, I asked him, I was like, how do you see reviews? I think that's a, a great idea when you talk about growing. Yeah. And he put me on, how do you see the reviews? And I'm looking mm -hmm. at now how he promotes and how he's clipping, you yep. know, the videos and he's streaming it to YouTube, right? That, that right there encourages growth just yep. in that, you know, that being exposed to that. My wife and I, we were talking this weekend, saw an article, Alvin Kamara, says he has never spent a check from his NFL contract. All yep. of what he spent comes from his endorsements. He has saved uh, since uh, his uh, rookie uh, year. Every check uh, has yet yep. to cash it. Yep. And, and that's that's the other thing with, um, I think it was Gar Grant Cardone that said it, like people get rich not necessarily off their livelihood and their jobs. They get money off of what they do outside of their li mm -hmm. livelihoods. And, and that's where the real wealth is is really built mm -hmm. it's whatever it's, it's everything past you know your basic needs and necessities mm -hmm. you know, rent mortgage you know food or whatever else everything else should be cake it's just about how you're gonna you know how you're gonna spend it invest it whatever else facts yeah the fact that we are we are so prone to get stuck in the rut of doing it the same way we've always done it or doing it mimicking the way that we see others do, others do it as opposed to thinking outside the box and asking yourself, all right, here's the goal that I want to accomplish, but what are the different vehicles in mm -hmm. which I can still get to the destination? And yeah. it's because we get journey shamed sometimes. Like, oh, you're doing it that way? Like, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Like somebody the other day, Joe Buttons was knocking uh, Charlemagne the God for having a 50% deal with iHeart for his podcast network. Yeah. But do you realize the, 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 the accomplishment in owning your own podcast network where you're able to put on people of color that look like you with interests like you, there's power in that. So mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't, I would, I would, I would love to get, um, 50% of something as opposed to 10% of nothing. Like if I'm going to make a hundred mil from a partnership, I'll take that over 20 mil of something yeah. I own. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That yeah. make more, make more sense. That's a phrase you need to, you need to coin journey shame. I ain't never heard of that. Gotta, Word. All right. I got to copyright that, that or trademark it or something. Throwing it out there. Journey <laughs> shame by, by Shane Calhoun. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let's That's a good book. Yep. That's going to be in the book. Absolutely. <laughs> So don't nobody go write a book and try to put that in there. It's already yeah. copyrighted. Can't touch it. That's right. You already put it out. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Jay, let's let's jump into your journey. Um, okay. I would really love for you to take, obviously, take the conversation wherever you want to go. But today's okay. topic, we talked about turning pain into purpose. And I think that everyone experiences pain or adversity of some sort. But it's within that sourcing how to turn it into your purpose. So take us back. How did you get to where you are now? Um, so when I first heard the, the title, I thought about this test I took at Jefferson State Community College in uh, Alabama. And because where you go? I was, uh, well, yeah, you, I'm about you, you just in there. I bet. Yeah. So um, <laughs> my mom, like I was growing up and I was always doing a lot of things. And my mom, she was, you know, she made sure, I, hey, I want to make sure that you're successful and you're taken care of, blah, blah, blah. But I said, I didn't know what I wanted to do. That's, that was probably, like, the biggest thing that I'll ever talk about to anybody, you know, young kids especially, about because you're in a, I say, you're in a prime part of your life. Or even, you could be, you know, seven years old, like Colonel Sanders, whatever, right, and still have dreams, want to do things, right? So you're in a prime point of your life to to figure out who Jay is, to figure out who you are, right, figure out who Shane is, right? And but you, you you always talk about you gotta you gotta be able to do this job for free, blah blah blah. So anyway, so I'm taking a test and it's a test that just sees what's your aptitude test kind of thing. Like I'm good at mechanics, deal with my hand, you know that type of test, right? No fail test, or you you're more prone to you know electronics or engineering or whatever else. Mine was like even. <laughs> you know, like it was it was nothing identifiable about me. And I've done all types of tests and stuff online. So um through finding my purpose, um is a lot. And so I got to a point where, okay, I'm trying everything online. I'm talking to people. I'm trying so many different things. If you look in my closet, man, it's, it's like uh, tennis rackets. It's a, a piano. It's a, um, a sketchbook. <laughs> it's all types of things uh, that I'm trying. I can, I, can, I can cut hair though. That, that one stuck. I tried cutting hair for a minute. 
out of necessity because back when I was at Fort Campbell, they was charging like $50 a cut and it was trash. I was like, I might as well go get me some clippers and I got good cutting hair. So, so that's one that stuck, which is cool, but it still wasn't like my passion, right? And so in talking to people, um, I figured out that so many people are either A, give up and just do what makes money, the most money, what makes sense, right? Uh, they blame it on their life, their career. Yeah, I got kids. I mean, don't get me wrong, that's a great reason. But still, there's no excuse for you to uh, at least not try, right? Um, we see all these success stories. I mean, you got a lady, I think she had like seven children, still has her own business, it's in the third. And it's like, I forgot what her business. It's something simple, like T-shirts, like, you know, just basic stuff. But she's passionate about, you know, marketing or whatever else. But she got seven kids. Is it super hard? Yes, you know. Um, but earlier on, I feel like that uh, there's like this sweet spot where people like try to try to figure out what their purpose is. And, you know, it's either it's super discouraging, like I said, or, you know, they try it and it doesn't work or money or something, you know, something happens that gets them off of the, the path. So for me, I'm trying everything. And that's what discouraged me. So I got to the point um, where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, try anything. So earlier on, and I, I've been, I, I prayed throughout this whole journey. So I, I feel like everything I've done kind of brought me to a kind of a, a pivot point so I wanted to, before I went active duty I was in the National Guard for six years as well in Alabama mm-hmm. and um I was I wanted to be I was working at AT&T at the time because every job I've had has been running my mouth every call center job I was a guy knocking on doors selling little k-bar knives you know um I've done everything as far as like people you know even when I um went even when I came back and basically training my brother got me a job as a personal trainer because I was you know I'm great shape back then i'm good shape now but i was like on it working at the gym so i was still talking to people you know they come in the gym we trying to get that membership right and so i talked to the uh the wife that might come in she wants to lose like 10 pounds whatever get into a dress and then the guy be like i don't want to i don't want to join you know you know the guy he's just coming to make sure i'm on the up and up make sure you're trying to talk to my wife right so i'm like i pull him to the side hey mr smith like you know hey you work out three times a week that, that prevents erectile dysfunction man by 80 percent it's like whoa all right, man, go on, give me a little card, bro. <laughs> so even just that small example, those situations came natural to me. Just being able to talk, to look somebody in their eye, to, you know, give them that body language. And throughout that time of me finding my purpose, I never thought that that was a thing. I never thought that, you know, talking could be, a, you know, or laying an idea, being persuasive, right, could be like a my shtick, right? And so um, right before I went active duty, that that was a really big point is what I'm leading up to. I wanted to be a flight attendant for Delta. Or I wanted to be a correction officer. <laughs> it was just jobs, man. Yeah, it was two completely different jobs. It was just jobs. Like, it wasn't really my passion. I just said, hey, if I be a flight attendant, I can get to travel. I get to talk to people all the day. So, obviously, before, before COVID. <laughs> and then if I want to be a correction officer, it was just like a route. I knew it had good money. You know, it was just cool. I, I wasn't really, like, scared of being a correction officer. At the time, it was like a max security prison, too. Like, yeah, I could pay $5 more. Not even knowing what I was going to have to do. But I, it interests me, so I was like, I'll just try this. Because I, I still wanted to say, if I don't know what my purpose is, what I'm supposed to be doing right now, I got to do something. Um, and that's another thing. I feel like people just, you know, just find these dead-end jobs. And that, that's probably what that would have been for me. So anyway, um, I prayed, and I said, hey, God, well, um, I said that if this these two don't job jobs don't work out, I'm gonna go active duty. Now, for me to say that it was a lot, and it was a face step for me because in the guard, I'm like, I ain't ever going active duty. I ain't get deployed. I ain't doing none of this stuff, right? I'm talking all that mess because I never thought that this was gonna be my 20 year thing. And so, um, long story short, I went to the interview twice. I'm not trying to be long winded, but for Delta, they do two video interviews, a phone interview, and then they, they fly you out to Atlanta. Uh, to, to in person and to get even get to that point it goes from like 100,000 people to like you know 300 I made it there twice in the same year there was one in January and there was one in August made it there twice and, I, and the second time first time I felt like I didn't give it my all like I was kind of sick I was like right, the second time I'm gonna kill it second time prim proper press suit had the the, uh, the delta blue on I had my airborne wings on because I was airborne right from the military I was talking to talking to all the planes praying about it I knew this was my job and because when you start to do something, you could trying to uh, have that purpose. So you think this got to be what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to do this. I feel so good about it. Turn me down, <laughs> you know? So um, 
and while I'm doing that, I was waiting on the call back from the uh, COs from the correction officers. So long story short, I was like, all right, God, you know, that next January I was in. I was in active duty, went in, and I said, I, and I felt a piece about it. I said, hey, God, and that's about trusting too. Like, I might not be where, okay, my purpose is now, but I feel like I'm going in the right direction. Because a lot of times we might not find our purpose later on, 30, 40 yeah. years old. Yeah. For one, because we're not ready for it. Or for two, you know, we're personally not ready. God, like, I can't give you all this this fire if you just, you, you know, you're not even believing in yourself, you, got, you know, whatever else, right? So you got to even get to that certain point where God can bless you. And he knows um, where it's supposed to be. We just don't know. And so that's right. just me trying to keep faith, trying to, you know, still obviously pay bills, you know, have a life, things like that. But it wasn't, um, I knew it, even if I was going to active duty, that wasn't going to be my end all be all. Because think about it, your average military lifespan is 20 years and I, I'm supposed to uh, retire at 37. Right. And so what am I going to do now? So obviously right. that's not my purpose. But I said, it, it is it is a way. It's good money. You know, you get paid in the first and 15th, whatever else. I said, it could be worse situations. Well, I'm trying to figure it out. Um, so I did that two weeks after, um, I went active duty, the CEOs called me and they said, Hey, you ready to go? And I'm like, I'm already active duty now. And then, you know, the rest is history. And so, um, uh, that, and that was kind of confirmation for me. God was like, that's not what you're supposed to be doing, man. You know? And so, um, from that point, I think a little bit before, and when I went active duty to kind of backtrack a little bit, I was kind of like, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but. I'm like, man, God, like, and I, I'm talking, I talk to God, it's like, I talk to anybody else, like, bro, like, what's up? Like, you know, I'm trying, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing all the right things, you know? And that's, that's why I think it's people too, is when they, they, when they feel like they're doing the right things, they ain't cheating their wife, they, they paying ties, whatever else, right? God, you supposed to be showing up for me because I'm, right. I'm doing right. Everybody in my life is acting a fool, but I'm trying to walk that line. So, um, I felt that way. And, uh, it, I mean, it was a lot of, I used to cry a lot, honestly. Um, I think purpose of what y'all do is amazing here. That's why I love the podcast so much because well, I feel, I feel like almost everybody, if not everybody uh, worries about what, what am I here for? Even if you don't believe in God, what, what, what's, what am I here for? What's my thing? And it gets, I get mad sometimes seeing these little child prodigies uh, playing the drums and having these natural whatever talents and, you know, all this crazy stuff. Cause like their parents, like, you know, poured into them at like three and you know what I'm saying? My my parents did too, but my parents just wanted me to be like successful in anything. Right. They never like really, hey, gave me a drumstick or gave me a microphone or whatever else and say, this is what you're gonna do. All they right? wanted you to pick it. Right. And that's cool. But you know, but I'm 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 look, always looking for a direction, but I never got it. Everything mm. I feel like it's just been me and God. And then most recently my wife, because I've never had that I've had mentors, mentors, but it was more of like on a spiritual standpoint. It's not like a career development, it's not like a um Hey man, you should probably do this, blah, 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 blah. So um, anyway, but from talking to people and, and from my own experience, in that that down season, we that's what I'm saying, we give up. And so, but it's just something in me that um it just ne- some never let me give up. Something right. never let me. I, I don't even know if it's how I, I don't think it's how I was raised. It's just something that it's like a defense mechanism. I think I was talking about this one of the other other uh, episodes that. My therapist, she was like, yeah, you have a defense mechanism somewhere. You just automatically see the glass half full. And I'm like, I ain't never tried to do that. I, I'm just like this extroverted personality. And if I don't, uh, if I get down in the dumps for too long, I'll stay there. Right? So I'm just constantly propelling myself forward. I said, all right, God, I'm just depending on you, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, now throughout this entire time, um, like I was talk- I talked to you before, I said, I'm doing events, I'm talking to people, I'm hosting things things um this is still before the podcast and everything um it never clicked but one of my friends was like yo jay like you, you do this talking thing i'm like what you talking about you know I'm like you 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 got it and everywhere i'm going like jay i'm just thinking people should, you know how people just hype you up after the event or that was nice and whatever whatever so um i just decided to double down and, and speaking more and, and and talking to folks and, and realizing that that is a, a sought after you know skill talent you know if you will and so at but, that point, yeah, but I'm sorry. This. No, but <laughs> I, I just got a thought. So it will tell me if you agree. Is it not true that most of the time when you first starting out on your journey, you're trying mm-hmm. to figure out what your purpose is, but it takes other people seeing something in you 
for you to do. A lot of times it's there all along, right? Yeah, you have that that whatever thing all along, and you you don't realize it because you searching for something that's you see on social media or something. But it takes other people, like you say, yeah. To it takes other people, and then it also takes action. Like mm-hmm. you also said that you know you you find yourself at times in a state of uh, almost a depression, yeah, and sure. you didn't allow yourself to get stuck. Mm-hmm. And I think that's for me was the biggest takeaway at, that you just continued trying things. Yeah. Continue trying things. Questions. So as you were trying these things outside of your gift of mm-hmm. gab, were you yeah. good at a lot of the things? Yeah. But I wanted to be great. Yeah. But it's it's a gift and a curse when you're good at a lot of things, because if you're good yeah. at it, you easily can become great. It's like being athletic. You can't yeah. just pick up any sport. You yeah. know, well, I, same I, here. I yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was like I was a decent athlete, but I was also a, a great musician. Yeah. So all the all of my influencers, they were great. You know, even when I was drumming and for these churches, even I was selling. I, I even I was selling the knives, man. Like I'm, I said, who's the greatest guy in this company? I want to talk to him everywhere I've been. When I was working for AT and T. Who's the guy that's selling the most phones? And I and I, I took him to lunch. <laughs> I said, hey, how do I sell these phones? And so it wasn't even about the phones when he sat down talking to me. Yeah, that's a cheat code though, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stumbled on the cheat code, and the cheat code is whatever you're doing, the objective mm-hmm. was to be great. So you can incidentally, in a lot of ways, bump into a purpose because yeah. you're you're striving as opposed to going into something half half done or with half effort or just literally throwing it against a ball against the wall. Your objective was to be great at everything you did, which I, I think is a huge cheat code for, for, for our listeners and for me myself. I think that's also, it speaks to your intrinsic competitive nature. You went in mm-hmm. saying, all right, I'm going to do this. Even if I'm just trying it, I don't know if this is my purpose, but let me look around and see who's great at this. You come here. Let's go to yeah. lunch. Let's yeah. go to lunch. I'm going to learn from you. That is a part of who you are. And so those are like those intangibles that can they be taught? Yes. But I think exist in a lot of people like yourself, like us, that I want to, I'm, I'm okay with learning from somebody who already is great at this because they can teach me something. And that helps me to figure it out myself. And I know it's going to be down the road. And it sounds like that's what happened with yeah. you. That's what I think was so interesting about Master P. Um, he reminds me of the guy that, you know, we hear about just even, you know, E.T., I always, listen, always talk about him. You can't outwork me is what he says. You can't outwork me. You can't outwork me. I, I'm kind of in the middle with that because um, let's, let's just say Master P, his passion is, could be music at first. And now it's transformed into business because he like making money. But that doesn't mean it's his passion. He could like have an idea about it. I'm not sure. But for me, I got to a point in all of that where, okay, I'm working so hard for something that I know that's not like me. And that's another thing, another place where I think people get it. And this is what people just be telling me, you know, when I'm talking to them, like, you know, okay, I get it. But like, I'm working hard for the man. They always saying I'm doing all this stuff, but it's not really something that wakes me up in the morning. I was just at this middle school um, and they set us up because like I, I recruit people in the army, obviously. Well, I don't know if we talked about that. But I'm a recruiter right now. And um, obviously my target market is like, you know, that senior in high school and up, you know, to about age 35, whatever. And so they, they set us up with this middle school to try to build relations with like their parent high school. And I didn't want to go, <laughs> you know, I'm like, this ain't going to do nothing for me. You talk to like a sixth grade, you know, sixth grade, but I flipped it. And so um, I still had to go. So I said, you want to know what? I'm going to make this fun. I said, hey, you guys, you know, and I had to talk like six different classrooms and they loved me. It was awesome. There's a great group of kids because right probably between fifth and eighth grade, they're still like, they want to talk. They're not like high school is just like, no, I mean, don't talk to me, you know? And so um, I love this, love talking about this because um, I got good feedback from this young girl. She said, you know, you made a difference. And that's one thing too, is uh, on our journey to fulfilling our purpose, which I think never really ends to pilgrimage, whatever. Anyway, um, it's those moments that I think we have to hold on to. Mm. And so you might, somebody might say, like when I was working at AT&T and I wanted to be the number one guy, uh, thank you. You changed my life. My, my phone is great. Blah, blah, blah. And it felt good, but it didn't feel like that little girl, you know, and you got to see the difference. 
Mm-hmm. Because when, when you make every day about your purpose and tuning in, fine tuning your instrument, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? You start to see like, okay, no, this is it. Every little day, you just kind of, you know, knocking away the, the piece of that wall. So you realize like, yeah, this is what I need. So even the other day, I said, hey, I know I'm in this uniform. I know y'all can't join the army for like five or six years, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I just want to talk about like, again, purpose. I think I was talking to you a couple of days ago. Uh, so I was stuck on that anyway. I said, hey, what, what, what are y'all passionate about? You know, what are we going to talk about today? And the, the Bible tells you to be childlike, right? To have that childlike mindset. And I'm, I love, it, it, it energizes me. If you ever want to get energized about your purpose and your passion, go talk to a child because it's crazy. And because they don't have any limitations. They, they, all they see is, is wonder. They don't see the bills, the overhead to get the building. They don't see that. They just see you. My dream, my pay. all I know is I want to draw. I want to play basketball. We all know we know how hard it is to get in the NBA, but that's you can't tell that little kid you can't be the next LeBron, mm-hmm. right? What age do you think we you we lose that childlike enthusiasm towards our um, draws? I say about a junior in high school. A junior high school. Why? I think it's still pop because everybody's telling you take the ACT, take the SATs, worry about your your future, get a trade, go to college, and, and it's a lot. And we, when I'm talking to high school kids, they don't really know. They just know what their parents told them or what their their friends and uncle had. I don't, hey, I don't care what you do. Don't get pregnant. Don't get mighty pregnant. Go to college. Don't go to jail. You know, yeah, don't go to jail because you can't come back here. You know, um, and it's they don't really teach them that it's okay not to go to college. Yeah. But be, get a child. Oh, I got right now making six figures as an electrician. He's a master electrician. And that's his passion. He's like, hey, I don't want to do that route. Make it more than somebody with like a PhD. You know, nothing against PhDs. It's just your route. Yeah. I, my wife, she's about to be a doctor of physical therapy in like eight months, you know? Oh. And, um, but when I, at home at that, because during the pandemic, they had to put everything online. So imagine taking an accelerated doctoral program at home with a, with a crazy husband who wants attention, with a dog that's jumping off the walls, right? And it's a lot. And so, but through that, I see her passion. I see that drive. I mean, legit getting up in the morning at five o'clock before I even wake up. Um, every, I, I mean, I can't go ahead. Did school, did schooling in a way hamper your, did schooling help bring out or hamper your finding your purpose? Did, did it help or hurt your journey? I was a okay. solid CB, maybe B student. If I got B's, I was doing good. That's what I'm saying. Like I was, I'm, I've always been that more creative type. I was in the choir. I played tennis. I was in the chess team. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I was a thespian, you know, in, in yeah. college, right? And so it was, that, that's what I'll put my hands on something, talking to people, doing the action. I'm more of a tactile learner. I need to touch it, right? Um, but I'm terrible in school. And uh, everybody, I know a lot of people are like that, but people are, like, hammering down these, these tests. And I get it. Tests are a part of life to a certain extent. But – for kids growing up or even adults right now, they're seeing um, people get famous off of social media, off of selling an app or, you know, creating one invention and becoming a millionaire. I watch Shark Tank all the time. And it's hard to tell somebody, hey, you got to do A, B, and C like we've all been taught, like the world tells us to do, the system tells us to do. And when they see other people getting rich off of a, a Frisbee or something, you know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Why did you start the podcast? Oh, I, st- I started the podcast because my entire life, people told me that I had no tech. Um, and it was specifically that phrase, no tech. And I was raised kind of like in an older kind of community, everybody like 50 plus, you know, my dad had me, he's 41. Um, and you ain't got no, you also wasn't cool, no tech. You know, you always say what's on, you know, what's on your mind and stuff instantly. And so back then, you know, wearing your feelings on your sleeves, was a bad thing, especially growing up being a black male, like supposed to be hard, rigid, right? But now it's like hey, people love say what's on your mind. He's he's no chaser. I, don't, I mean, this has always been me, and so I can always tell people that I can always tell when people say that hey, I'm 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 I don't do I'm straight, no chaser, none of this. I said no, you're not. You just doing it for the, the clout anyway. So, um, but in every environment, um, it, that, that's what kind of got me down too because i'm trying to conform to what other people are telling me to do in these different environments not like like, like a, a wedding or a funeral or nothing you know you act right then but like as far as me on a daily basis um i, I prayed about it and I, I said i looked at myself one day like legit in the mirror it was like a movie it's weird i said i don't care no more 
<laughs> you know, like I don't care. Like I'm gonna be myself. And so that started to pick up and correlate to a lot of different people. A lot of people feel like um they, they want to be that way, but the world tells them not to be. And I'm fighting that. And so that's why I made it pop. Yeah. Well, okay. So how how long did it did it take you to go from the idea of I'm going to start a podcast to actually launching the first episode. A year and a half. <laughs> I wanted to make sure everything was perfect. It's like everybody else. Like I got, we talking about your videos, right? You want to make sure it's perfect out of that stuff. It's good. And, you know, I started to see people, uh, I mean, in like their closet with like a 480, you know, uh, terrible Android camera, whatever. Right. But they're going viral. I'm like, this is wild. I was like, there's, there's no professional equipment. There's no ring, like nothing. They just had good content, mm-hmm. right? And I said, I know what I'm putting out is solid. So I just got to start. And I, I had, I, for real, I had to push all those inhibitions behind me. I get it. I said, if you know, I get a decent mic, make sure the sound quality is good. I said, I figured the rest out while I'm doing it. Everybody wants this perfect polished thing towards the end and this you know sort of beginning. It's not how life works. So you're like the you're somewhere in between me and Vic, whereas I'm the one that put it out right now on the cell phone and Vic is the one that's the perfectionist. Which yeah. which one aligns more with you? Like where do you where do you try to find that that middle ground of being productive but also keeping up with the perfectionism? Well, I just try to do one better thing per episode. Like even with y'all, I added the the uh, borders behind our, our, our um, cameras over the Zoom call. That's the first time I ever done that for YouTube. Mm. I wonder, instead of just flag, I'm gonna give you something at the little, uh, social medias. Every time I'm fine tuning the instrument, right? So I'm just doing one little thing better each time. And that, for one, it's not a lot because we always think I gotta do this, I gotta do that. No, just just do one good thing each time, every day. Try to make my my talent, my craft, just a little bit better each day. That's another cheat code. That's like Will Smith when they say you build a a, a wall. One brick yeah. at a time, yeah. instead of trying to move along. So, how does this idea of being uncouth, or whatever you say it, or having no tack, align with your purpose? Because I always tell people, God gave me the time. He gave because a lot of people say, "I don't got time for that." It stresses me out. You know, it's da da da. da. It's too much. I, I I never had that feeling. I've mm. been ready to go. I wake up on ten. I'm not like I want to, but I just do, and um. I feel like I have the energy to have these conversations about, you know, spirituality or about people not going to church or about having their purpose or whatever else. Um, and that's, I think God gives people again, different gifts and talents to do that. It's just me fine tuning the instrument that he gave me, not just being crazy everywhere. Right. But he was like, gave you the tenacity. He gave this to me in the word. So I gave you the tenacity, gave you the charisma. He said, but get to know me more, you know, fine tune what I gave you. Um, and that's, that's, that's just about getting, being, having a relationship with God too, because you, I think you'll find your purpose a lot quicker with God too, because you, it's, that's the ultimate cheat code of nothing else. Yeah. Having that relationship. And then you, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do, God. And it's still going to be the desires of your heart. That's the thing. Yeah. Cause a lot of times we think those are separate. We think that what I want versus what God wants for me are different. Yeah. We honestly don't know what we want until it happens. Cause no. somebody say, I give you a million dollars to go paint a road right now. That's going to be your passion tomorrow. Tomorrow, yep. <laughs> you know, so it's just about aligning those two to, you know, get to the end goal. <laughs> yeah. A million dollars to go play in the road. Uh, I'd be curious, <laughs> uh, audience, please send us an email or put in the comments. How many of you would take that take that million dollars to go play in the road? I know. There I'm are probably- guys in New York um, that work in the sewers of New York. They make almost six figures a year. Yeah, I heard there's like an underground yeah. city. Under, 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 underneath. They New work York. with garbage and sewage and fecal matter every day. And they, they wear a mask and they get paid a bunch of money. The yeah. uh, San Francisco uh, garbage men make almost upward to six figures a year because they're each house. I would, it's like, you know, five feet away. So you just yeah. doing this all day rather than working in Alabama. You probably got to, you know, probably ride a couple seconds. So yeah. it's just depending. So, okay, here's here's this this question that I told you I had for you that relates to your, okay. your superpowers. You obviously have the gift of gap, right? You're a people right. person. But what would you say are your top three gifts and or talents? Um, that's a good one. My top three, um, I, I pushed through. This will be one of my first ones. Um, when I went to basic training, 
I want the best. I, I, I don't give myself a reason to be scared or to quit. I just do it. I never forget. Again, we talk about jumping out of a plane. Um, I find the reason, and this is not something that I ever tried to build or to, you know, make something good for me. Like, it's just something innate in me that I had. Like, you know, I'm finna get ready to jump out the plane. They finna open up the door, all the wind coming in. They make it all dramatic. You know, I'm like, I'm about to jump out of a plane. Goodness. I started singing Amazing Grace. This is the first thing that popped up in my head. Uh, one time, another, another jump, I was singing the Barney song. I love you. I had to do something for real. If anything to get myself in that mindset to just do it. Because I, we have the tools, right? It's just that, that jump phase, right? Um, that, that'll be one thing. Uh, for two, um, it would be people. I think uh, I think there's a, their job, the corporate organizations, Fortune 500 companies. It's like, they say it's like, you know, uh, marketing director, you know, chief, whatever, but it's just a people person. They they need a people person to be the face, right? To be whatever. That's why a representation is so important. Like what happened, like Papa John or something, him acting crazy. Now we got Shaq, right? And yeah. so people people miss on how important it is to, what representation is. So I think that um, me being that per- person, again, that's not something I've ever tried to do. These are just gifts that I feel like God's giving me that I have to fine tune myself. Um, and I don't, the third one, um god i mean that's that's, my relationship with god has been a a great catalyst um for other people for for myself uh people around me um i I do think i think i heard the episode you talking about it being like a marathon like nipsey or i I always think about a pilgrimage uh about you know the old testament because they used to walk like you know upper to 100 some miles just to go give the word to somebody or do it or even go grocery shopping bro you know like mm-hmm. it's always a pilgrimage so we're never really done and understanding that concept for our own life there's no time limit there's no there's no ending really to this thing we call life because you can keep going and going and going um and just kind of always i think those are all interchangeable as far as you know being successful so three now- questions roll into one go ahead Vic. Well, I got a follow up because on his show for our audience, if you haven't checked out No Tech Talk, Jay asked a question about what superpower would you have if you could have one? So Mm -hmm. my in turn question is of those three superpowers that you just just named, what's the one that you could do without? Can't do without Jesus. Uh, (laughs) um, Oh, goodness. Uh, Oh, I don't think I could. If you had to nix one of the three, never quit that perseverance, yeah. people skills, representation, and well, it would it would be never it would be the um, people skills because I think never quitting supersedes anything. Bless your God, and then never quitting because the, again with Master P, like he might not be good at any of that stuff, but he never quit. You can't outwork me. So at mm-hmm. some point, I'm going to develop. Like Even a lot of people that we saw in that group, I mean, they had great skills. They had great videos, but they were their own worst enemy. But you have to have to build that internal fire a little personally to show like, all right, Jay, I get it. We, we, can't, we can't stop. You yeah. know, we, can't, we have to keep trying. Just keep, just keep swimming like Dory. <laughs> you know, yeah. just keep swimming, man. <laughs> so sure. three questions um, rolling. Okay. What is Jay's definition of purpose? Okay, that's good. Uh, so purpose is is something that you know, obviously you're meant to do, but it's something that you really can't live without. And yeah. I, just, I was just describing to the, the middle school. I said it's something that puts a fire under you, and we all good. At, I, I'm trying to. I'm thinking the thing that I was saying to my head. We're all good at a lot of things. What's really that thing? And I, I paused for like an awkward amount of time. <laughs> I said. What what really what really wakes you up in the morning? And, and um, a lot of times we don't know what it is, but it's just about finding it. And that's why I think leads us to our purpose. Is you know what can I do every day without getting paid? All the, the, the isms and phrases that we hear. Um, what do I do that affects other people? Right. So I think a purpose, having a purpose is bigger than ourselves. Mm. Anytime we have a purpose, it's supposed to help. It's supposed to benefit the masses and whatever it is. That's what a, that's what a real purpose is. It's not about you ultimately. It's okay. for one, making sure God gets the glory through your purpose. And then for two, it's affecting God's people. Gotcha. So that's, those are two great indicators on, hey, have I found my purpose? 
good. Well, you kind of answered the next question because the next question was how does one, how do, how does a person get there? But my next question, and you've you've alluded to it a bunch over the last couple of weeks. Describe either your or a how a person's the importance of a relationship with God or a higher being because it oozes through the conversation. And I think a lot yeah. of times. Um, relationship with God or religion becomes really legalistic and, and people miss the, like, I always tell people, man, I'm over here talking to my daddy. That's me praying. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk about that a little bit. Cause I'd just be interested to hear your response on that. Well, a lot of times um, we get to a point to where we feel like, what else can I do? (laughs) You know, like I've done everything that I can in the natural and we always talk about God, you know, adding it supernatural. That's something that I think everybody at some point gets to, to where even if you didn't believe anything, hey, I'm doing everything that the marketing team tell me to do. I'm, st- I'm, I'm getting here early. I'm staying here late. I'm doing all the things that I know to do and the books are telling me to do. But what's missing? <laughs> you know, like, what's that secret sauce? God is that secret sauce for me, at least, you know. Um, whenever I'm talking to people about God, I say, I can only give you my own experiences. I, I can sit here and know the Bible front to back, but it's still not going to change your life. You know, I think what we, a lot of times people feel like they, we can just, hey, I'm going to throw this at you. And you just po- it's supposed to stick. You not know. God helps us to stick. We're, we're just on the journey of people's lives. Man plant, God grows. Give the good news. Move on. Yeah. You're not meant to be the end all be all for everybody. Um and what was the question again before I get sidetracked? No, that was the, uh, the that was kind okay, of okay. Yeah, I'm making sure I answer the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, you know, I was as you're as you're saying that, I'm thinking. Yeah. I was thinking about myself, and I had put down that se- a similar question, like, how has your relationship with God played a factor in your journey and in your life's purpose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking for myself, like as you were answering it he's shown up in so many different ways Mm -hmm. that I either didn't expect or I did expect Mm -hmm. and neither instance surprised me. Right. I didn't expect him to show up and he did. And it's like, well, that's what you do. You know? And then the times, Hey, I'm calling him. Hey, I need you. I need you. And then he show up and I go, Ooh, boy, you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it, I'm saying it's that ladder effects, right? So you get to a, the end of that ladder and you don't know where else to go. Then, then God, then you go, okay, cool. I'm gonna elevate you. Boom, 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 boom. Do everything I can do in the natural, but then I get hit the ceiling again. We have all, it's a life is full of ceilings, right? We're always wanting to go to the next level and whatever that we're doing. But, but God, I just feel like it's just we have to be ready for that viral moment. We have to be ready for that, that big moment in our career and our lives. And if we're not, then we're doing ourselves a disservice. God wants yeah. to elevate us to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe, and, and, and I say this <laughs> jokingly, but honestly, if you believe this kind of thing, we're mm-hmm. always in a state of needing God. Yeah. Regardless of where we are in life. As I say, and I, you know, if, if this, if that's not your deal, fine, I understand to the listener. But um, I think us three, where we sit, is we we are in a perpetual need of of God. Like I often tell people, like I know God is real because if, if it wasn't for Him, I'd have lost it long time ago. <laughs> long I get scared when things are going too good. I'm be honest with you. And I, I talked to a friend of mine. He was like, "Nah, man, just enjoy the season while it's here." But because I know that what you said is so important. Because at some point in my day, I'm like, all right, I need to need God. I'm at that point now. Yeah. Because I know it's like, uh, hey, I obviously need you more than you need me, God. So just yeah. let, let me be in the right mindset and the place to do what I need to do. Yeah. Um, damn, I forgot my question real quick. Um, it was a good one, too. You got anything? I, I'm going to think about it, Vic. I do have a question. So I didn't get to share this with you when we were on your show. but. Okay. I also catch episodes of yours and mm-hmm. one of my favorite ones were, were two of my favorites, Inner Circle yep. and ADHD. Yeah. First start with what has been your favorite episode of your own show thus far? Oh, well, it's just switched. And honestly, um, speaking of ADHD, like I, uh, over the past two years, I think, 
Um, going to therapy. I'm a big advocate for men going to therapy. Uh, I do my little sub series called Jay's Therapy Sessions, where I will do like a little audio journal as I'm leaving the office and like obviously record it later while it's still fresh in my mind. Um, I went for family stuff, trauma, whatever else. But I came out realizing like I've been crippled speaking to me. I wouldn't say crippled, but I had disadvantage uh, growing up in school and, and academics because I have had ADHD my whole life and we make excuses for stuff that's wrong with us because we don't want to go figure out what's wrong. Right. And um, again, that was part of finding my purpose. That's all ties in. That's why it's one of my favorites because in that journey, I'm like, all right, God, you made me to be a certain type of way, but why is it not sticking? Why is it not resonating with people? And because my mind is everywhere, even in this conversation, I tend to, you know, talk a lot and kind of go off the script a little bit, but that's just because I got so much, right? I got, got the energy. And so by going and getting the help that I need, it's helped to, um, again, fine-tune the instrument. The Army's way is to just, it'll buff out, bro, you're good. Just take a 500 milligram ibuprofen, whatever else, right? And don't take care of yourself. You can take care of yourself when you get out the army, whatever else. And especially as men, we don't want to go to a doctor. We don't want to, you know, we, we tough. And well, I talked about it in a circle. I said, hey, man, I love each and every one of y'all. And I would say that on a public setting because y'all my brothers. You know, y'all my inner circle. And that's hard for a lot of people to kind of, you know, us men especially to pull that onion back and be be open, be vulnerable. Like y'all have like your lifelong friendship. Y'all talk like, you know, it's, it's solid. Everybody doesn't have that. So when you find that, bro, get get your pride out the way. Like we got something good here, bro. All right, cool. You know, we ain't like we hugging every five minutes. You know what I'm saying? Um, but for me, like I even talked to my mom just recently. I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, this bothered me growing up. Why didn't you help me get help? Why didn't you take me here? Why did I She was like, I'm just trying to make sure you was normal. So there's a lot of grace in there with your parents, but as adults, we, you know, we have, a, um, a, we have to make sure we're good. We have an obligation to ourselves and make sure that we're mentally good and more than just physically, if anything. We got a six pack and be crazy, <laughs> you know, like, so um, that's definitely been one of my favorites, man. Cause I'm, I'm transparent. I'm being honest with my, my people that's yeah. listening. Uh, it it kind of gives a why, why I'm like, I kind of rant sometimes. And um, I just, but that's me. And there's no other J, but me, you know, there's no other J out there. And so like, I think that's what makes us, like they say on Shark Tank, proprietary. What makes us proprietary yeah. in our circle. Yeah. And that's why I enjoyed that episode yeah, the most it. so far because it was so authentic and yeah. organic and the fact that it was men talking about a subject that men deem forbidden or taboo that's yeah. what i loved about it yeah yeah appreciate so i appreciate appreciate the content you've been putting out man it, it is i'm glad we we bumped into each other in that group yeah. you know with the For challenge sure. I remember, I think it was your video was the first one that I came across and it was no tech talk podcast. And so in my mind, I'm going up oh, somebody else with a podcast. Let me check him out. All yeah, right, let's too. help. Let's, you know, the competitor in me was like, let me watch his game film. Let me see where he at. Right. <laughs> that, of course it went yeah. that way. And I was like, all right, I like old dude. Dude got content, dude got energy. He reminds me yeah. of somebody. And then as we talk more and we end up on each other's show, I'm like, he reminds me of us. He reminds me of my circle. And I think that on your road to purpose, it's also important to identify people that remind you of you and your circle. And that's why inner circle was the other one that stuck with me is because you could tell mm -hmm. in that relationship on that episode, you guys found each other. You even talked about it on the episode, how you ended yeah. up finding each other is interesting. So yeah, that's, that's dope, man. Keep putting out that content. Now, what is this group that, that y'all speak of? Did I miss a memo? Say what? What is this group that y'all well, no, speak it was, of? Usually, I do one-on-ones, you know, on the podcast. But this time, I had three of my closest friends. Uh, we just chopped it up. He's talking about the 21-day challenge, solo career. Oh, solo. yeah. So, yeah, it was about, um, I think it's, it's E.T., uh, hip-hop preacher. His, his guy, Carl Phillips. And Carl. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. You see him doing the ads for right. Solo Creator Pro where it teaches you how to produce good video content. So oh. individually happen to take the challenge because we were wanting to do that. And then in the room, they create a Facebook group where mm -hmm. you are tasked with posting videos and sharing content and they give you challenges to do throughout the 21 day challenge so yeah. we saw each other's videos and was giving each other feedback and critiquing you saw in the beginning everybody's posting they're doing the first challenges because mm -hmm. then as it got harder you saw videos taper off i would even message in the group hey 
let's keep going. I'm, I'm noticing yeah. videos dying yep. down. Nah, yep. keep going. But I could see who kept going. Mm-hmm. Jay was one of those. So I feel completely left out. Did you tell me about this? Yes, I told you about it, sir. Um, oh, when man. I told you about it, you said, oh, okay. Which to <laughs> me says, oh, that's nice. I don't oh. necessarily need that, but you do you. Good job. Oh, okay. All right. But that's okay. Point I'm okay taken, with yeah. that. And that's it's funny I mean. you say that because I feel like out of 21 days, I probably benefited from 10, honestly. Um, but that's way, like, especially, I think it's more behind the scenes. I had it in front of the camera. So I think it's opposite because some people come there. Most people were there that, you know, kind of like introverts and really know nothing. And, you know, me and Vic at least had like some type of background, you know, like it was for like the day one Nokia cell phone person, you know. Yeah. Um, as a, but I think I appreciated it because especially for what we all do on here, like, you know, we're, we're both we're behind the scenes in front of the camera. And for that particular class, it was more of like really just getting started. So they gave us like some tidbits and everything. But I think for me, it was just about paying for something for my passion. It was about okay, I can go on YouTube all day, but let me let me find some content that says tailored for something that I do. And it's and then that's a resume builder. I mean, honestly, yeah, a little credit program, you know, John Maxwell certification, whatever, right? And so. That's what builds you. So I'm like, hey, the worst I can get is a is a credit. Yeah, but that's <laughs> that, and I say that jokingly when I ask why did I miss the memo, but that's that's another cheat code. And I guess the, the the cheat code is on my brain today because the two things that stick out to me with that is um one of the keys to success or necessarily finding purpose is being in the room. So mm-hmm. you guys were in the room of perfecting your craft. Now where it feeds into me i i didn't know about it or i i overlooked it yeah but then like vic always says your network becomes your net worth so now my brother got the information and right. he's in my network so now i have a little bit of the information so now i can go better better myself and and, and get into it and now i'm connected with you so now we're, we're just all creating this oh, yeah ourselves. as you think about your life up to this point who are three people that you listen to the most who have influenced you the most and why my brother um which is weird i thought about that just my, my actual brother we're not we're close we're cool his brother's gonna be i guess but you know uh, he's i'm out of five so he's the oldest he's like in his 40s and i'm 28 so there's a big gap there um but one thing that's always stuck with me is that he's he's been his own person and we have no, really nothing in common. He's more of like a real analytical type. He can talk, you know, we all got that talking thing in our family, but it was him because, um, I mean, he could sell fish to water, but it's not like, that's that's his thing, you know, like, we still water the fish, rather. But um, that that motivates me. I, that's something I saw growing up that, you know, I can change someone's mind. Not like I'm trying to manipulate them, but I saw him do it, for lack of better words, in a tactful way that he conveyed an idea. The, the world's wars, uh, all these things we read about in history books have all been uh, as a matter of people, about having a conversation, presenting an idea in a particular part of the way. Even 300, you know, uh, like the way they used to, uh, I think about the movie 300 where they used to have like the men in the courts and they had to walk up there and talk their piece. Hey, are we going to war or not? I think about my purpose as war. Like, hey, I have to get to my end goal. Um, so that's one for two. Um, CJ, not ET. We listened to that podcast. CJ from, um, yeah, him. He, I like him because he, again, he's no chaser. I love that type of person. He's a no chaser type guy. Um, ET, he cool. He yelled too much for me, though. I'm not a yeller guy. You know, CJ is like cool. I, even growing up in, in churches, I never liked them yelling preachers. Nothing wrong with them, you know, whatever. But I like to be able to like have inflections and talk and to, you know, whatever. That's the kind of like what he does. Um, and then I guess right now my wife, man, to be honest, not trying to be sweet, you know, brownie points, but um, she, I mean, she motivates me on a daily basis because I think marriage should be a little bit of a competition anyway. <laughs> you know, we should trying to, you know, I did this for your birthday, you did this for my birthday. You know, we always trying to make sure we one up each other and that builds a great relationship. But uh, her drive and seeing her, her passion, her purpose grow, Seeing like I was talking about earlier, seeing her get up in the morning, like that only comes from you. This is what I'm supposed to do. You don't get up at five o'clock in every morning just off of a whim or just because I'm trying to figure something out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm, I mean, it's crazy. 
And so um, this, just seeing that motivates me to work even harder. So she's waking up early. I'm just going to bed later because that's that's when I work. <laughs> you know, I got out of work, but I'm working on my crab editing videos and stuff like that. So those those would be my people for sure. Yeah. Now, obviously, we want people to find you. Share where people can find you and the show. No tech talk dot com you can find everything uh you can put the, the social media no tag talk it's a tongue twisted but it's catching on uh no tag talk but uh i guess we could put it in like a description below but you can find uh everything about me on there all the socials youtube uh the merchandise just came out so you can go get some shirts um and yeah no tag talk.com but we we have conversations with you know all types of people that authors motivational speakers uh hairdressers everything people and it's just about uh tapping into every uh area and environment to ultimately so what people can get their own purpose so we're kind of similar right so like it's just about I, i'm kind of like before y'all i think so like you got to figure out who you are and then you can start talking about purpose because you can't do all this purpose talk if you don't know who jay is or you don't know who Vic is, you know what i'm saying yeah yeah it's, it's levels to it like you said so um once you feel like i can be in this space and know who i am can go to the movies by myself and be content that's a big thing right go out to eat and be able to enjoy myself, then you can, okay, now I'm getting in my purpose. I know what I like. I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I know who I am. Right. And then I can go be a purpose addict like y'all. Absolutely. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Jay, as always, man, we appreciate you. Enjoyed it. And we appreciate you giving us this time, um, you know, collaborating on both of our shows, both of our projects has been dope. And I know that this won't be the end of it. Right. Sure. You got to keep, keep going and keep connecting. Um, to close out today, I have a quote that I think I I came across and I said, this has got to be in honor of him and his love for superheroes and Marvel and whatnot. So the quote says, self-confidence is a superpower. Once you start to believe in yourself, that's when the magic starts happening. Hey, I like that. Start believing in yourself. That's when the magic starts happening. So to our audience, listen, we appreciate you as always. Thanks for joining us. Um, believe in yourself. You got to believe in yourself first before anybody else will believe in you. And then you can go out and create magic in your life and in the lives of others. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, share the show with three people. Give us some feedback. Rate us on iTunes. I just came across how you find that. So we're going to start sharing some of those ratings and reviews. We always appreciate it. And if you haven't already, go find a way to live life on purpose. Purpose Addicts, we out. Peace.
在被你。